No. Good lord, our night has been plagued with Oscar accounting firm level mistakes. Honestly, that's what you get. I told you this before we recorded. This is what you get when you hand our SD card off to the accountants at PricewaterhouseCooper to format for the recording. I also think it may have to do with the fact that we have snuck in to PricewaterhouseCoopers for... <laughs> yes, there's an S on that. Who knew? A... Anyone out in the listening universe that knew there was an S on PricewaterhouseCooper, uh, s- let us know because it does not sound like it should have and an S on it. To be fair, we we tried to break into the wrong building for hours. Right. We went to PricewaterhouseCooper first. Right. Which t- turns out it's just a bad steak place. Right. And we were like, this is weird. Yeah. It's weird that the Oscars, no wonder they got flubbed. Ironically, apparently they have like seven people here named Cooper, and they have Chris Cooper as an adjunct. So who knew? Yeah, yeah. And who, they all drive Mini it? Coopers. Who would have believed it? Right. Um, I really think the the issue began when we asked for our SD card, and they gave us the actress in a lead support in a lead role card right. instead. I know. And it kept showing up La La Land when we knew that wasn't true. You know what's weird though? Now that we've been here in Price Waterhouse Coopers and uh, we are hanging out and we're recording, I started looking around this room because we're, right. we're actually recording in the vault where they keep the results, the tabulated yeah. results. And I don't know about you, but I look, I opened about three or four of these envelopes Yeah, and they're all Emma Stone in La La Land. <laughs> Which was weird for, like, best special effects. Yeah. Emma Stone, La La, La, La Land. Land. It, it didn't make any sense. Actually, the the three or four that I opened all said Batman v Superman. And so I didn't really get what was going on. I think they actually also did the Razzies and just started oh, mixing up cards. Got it. I really think that's uh, what it happened. Uh. Well, I will say that it uh, you don't have to be Sherlock and Watson to figure out what the hell we're talking about. This is an Other Stuff 2 <laughs> episode. Moody and stuff. stuff. I love your stuff. Weird stuff. Sensitive stuff. Taxing stuff. Evil stuff. Pickling little stuff. Heavy stuff. Big boy stuff. Super cool stuff you wouldn't understand. The right stuff. We're talking about the Oscars. The Oscars, yeah. Um, because I watched it and you I didn't. didn't, and I love movies and you don't. Nope. And I'm a professional and you aren't. Yep. So I've actually watched pretty much all of the Oscar movies I could get a hold of outside of Hidden Figures and Fences and Jackie. Those are the three that I'm missing. Excellent. Um, and you have not seen Let any of see. them. Let me see. I watched uh, Batman v Superman. Right, which wasn't nominated for anything. I watched uh, Superstar. Never stop or pop star. Never stop. Never stopping. Right, um, which wasn't nominated for anything. You did also. You did I watch Ghost. I watched Ghostbusters 2016. Right, uh, also not nominated for anything. Um, you, but you saw like Zootopia and Kubo. Uh, I don't know what those are. Okay, those what are movies. Oh. Um, one of them is about uh, what is a movie? Yeah, uh, well, they're usually pictures ah. strung together, <gasps> spun really quickly on Magic a reel. Pictures. Yeah, they're Got they're it. talking. They're talkies. talking. Talkies? They're talkies. Nice. Yes, I did see. Uh, I did see Zootopia, and I did see Kubo and the Two Strings. And that may—that's probably about the extent that of may my be it. Oscar viewing. Did you see Arrival? I did see Arrival. Okay, so that was one that was nominated for a ton. That was a great movie. I okay to put this out there. Amy Adams was robbed 
the, the fact that she wasn't nominated for best actress for that movie. Sure. Yes. You know, I th- agreed. I still she think crushed it. Emma Stone would have won, but Amy Adams was incredible in that film. Right. Um and I was I was glad to see that it won what it won. Little known fact, Amy Adams, it's not an et, there's no s. It's actually <laughs> Amy Adam. Amy Amy <laughs> Amy Adam. Yeah. Amy Adam Scott. Yeah, that's yep, her. That's uh, that's her name. She's actually both her and Adam Scott. Uh, I'm a big fan of her in Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's ex- it's exactly <laughs> like uh Jekyll and Hyde. Uh. <laughs> we're gonna do this all the, the whole time, aren't we? Yep. Um, I I think you were actually explaining this to me before we started recording, and I would I would like to get back yes. into this. You are not a fan of just the Academy in general, yeah. correct? Yeah, it's de- it's definitely never gonna get me on the screening board to, to say this. Not like I had a shot anyway. I mean, I am very famous, as our listeners know. Um, me and my cats, right? But I will say um, that. I think the whole concept of the Oscars uh-huh. um, tends to be all kind of pomp. Really? it's all It all feels bloated and just kind of like self-congratulatory. Like a lot of pats on the back, but not really trying to delve down into the substance of right. film. Plus, I think a lot of times, and this is maybe a good conversation for you and I to have in general, because I think you and I come from different perspectives on movies in general. We're about to get real. Uh, <laughs> you and I watch movies, I think, from two different perspectives. Yeah, I, I would think, agree. I feel like you tend to watch movies from a very, like, cinemaphile kind of lens. I do, Where yeah. you are very, I don't want to say critical is probably the wrong word. I think what you're the, the word you're looking for is hoity-toity. Yes, yes. yes. Pretentious. <laughs> uh, but... I tend to look for look at movies from a very like it's an experiential kind of thing for right. me. It's less about the necessary like the substance necessarily. Mm. It's more about the experience that I have watching the movie. Right. I can I can watch a movie that may have a somewhat shitty script or somewhat shitty actors, but if right. I had a good time watching it, I I found it enjoyable, then those are the movies that I tend to gravitate right. towards. Now, I will say that you one thing you should be happy about, and I think you will be, is you were a huge fan of Favreau's The Jungle Book I was. last year, yeah, and I it did it. win Best Special Effects. Which was great and well-deserved. And well-deserved, because the other movies in that category, while I did enjoy those movies, like you know, Rogue One was in that category, um, I think one of the Star Treks was in that category, so I, you know, they, they were well-deserved nominations, but... The Jungle Book was 99% CGI. Yes. And can I say, I'm glad you mentioned Rogue One. And spoilers for any of those who have not seen Rogue One. Also, if you haven't seen Rogue One, like, fuck what's you. The, what are you what's doing wrong with, with you? What are you doing with your point? life? At this point, what is wrong with you? Um, Graham Off Tarkin is, is winning no Academy Awards. Oh, no, no. It's not getting thrown in the mix for, like, best uh, special effects or best dead person still on Most camera. Most convincing actual actor that is completely <laughs> made of CG. That's not happening. Yeah, I think we both agree that that's probably our least favorite aspect of that film. Um, while we both really did love that movie, it was on both of our top five uh, favorites list of 2016. Um, but you know, I was happy to see it get a couple nods, uh, it get a couple nominations. 
um, Suicide Squad, which I know you've seen, and we both have our differing opinions on. Not yes. really differing. Uh, we have no both, very similar opinions. Yeah, very similar uh, negative. That it wasn't opi- a great yeah, movie. Negative opinions. Um, but it, now people can say Oscar winner Suicide Squad, which feels almost as weird to say as President Trump. Right. Um, it's just, <laughs> it just feels unnatural. It's, it's just, just an an unnatural like. It just doesn't roll off of the tongue. Like it's something you know exists. But it doesn't really feel like words you should say together. Sort of like mongoose semen. Like, they they work, and it is a real thing that exists, but you just don't feel like you should be saying it together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good... I like that you, you, you managed to use the term Trump and mongoose semen in the same, in the same sentence. They're almost synonymous, um, in, my, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I do agree with you um, that while... Well, let me put this out there. I do enjoy the experience of watching a film, and there are a lot of movies that I very much enjoy that I know will not win any awards. For instance, you know, we both enjoyed a lot Sausage Party last year. Oh, um, oh, 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 the movie. The movie, yes. Yeah, but we also we enjoy regularly our enjoy Sausage Party. Our yes. sausage parties. Um, you know, we both very much enjoyed Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Yes. We you you know going into that film it's not going to win any awards and that's okay you know Spinal Tap is one of my favorites ever and I don't think it's going but, to or it did win in anything but that's my point that's what I'm yeah. saying like these movies that I love like I right. genuinely love these movies they don't even get considered like you know as you're watching this movie you're like this isn't going to get considered right and it's like but this is a great movie and it's very enjoyable. And and that to me I think is one aspect, and this is how I describe the Oscars to people. And let me let me put this out there as okay. well. I do agree with you that most of the time, and for most of these award shows, I I don't think there's a lot of validity in in the Grammys and the Emmys and the Tonys. Sure, Tonys probably more so than some of the others. Or the Oscars. I watch the Oscars just because I love the art of sure. film. Yeah, of and, course. you know, I've studied the art of film. I've read books about it. I, I've, I've been involved with it in the past. And so when I am watching a movie that is, you know, well, to take a specific example, Manchester by the Sea. While I would not, you can't say that because you haven't, you can't make I that just, noise because you haven't seen the film. There is no film. part of that movie that makes me want to see it. That movie is fantastic. Sure. Like, it's flat out a fantastic film. I also love to eat cardboard. (laughs) Because it is bland, and it makes me depressed. (laughs) (laughs) See, And And only poor people do. This is where where I would disagree with you on that, is because that movie in particular, one, is not bland. Okay. The story is very straightforward, and the acting is very naturalistic, but the way that it's constructed, the way that it's acted— and the emotional depths that it reaches sure. is not bland, but it is not. There's not explosions. It's not you know directed by Michael Bay. There are no Look, talking turtles my, in it. Well, you lost me at if it's not directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> if it's not directed by Michael Bay. I don't care. Yeah, we're we're just out. I'm out. We're out the gate right I'm there. Out. But one aspect that I do watch for when I watch movies, especially when I watch movies in the vein of is this going to be a classic film or is this going to be something that stands the test of time and could be used as an example for the pinnacle of what the art form can be. Sure. So there are a lot of people that you know don't really appreciate the art and the mastery behind, say, the Mona Lisa or Whistler's Mother. 
but people who study that art form can appreciate the techniques that were used, can appreciate the mastery that was used to make something that seems commonplace. Right. And I that is one level on which I watch movies. You know, one of my favorite movies of last year was The Green Room, and it's never going to be nominated for, for Oscars, but in my opinion, it hit a lot of those different levels. The directing was extremely well done. The pacing was well done. The special effects, both practical and CG and computer-generated, were astounding. And it made me feel something when I was watching it. It made me feel something, too. You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you need to see it. Everybody okay. needs to see it. But, okay. But there are other movies that don't, do that and that's okay um you know for instance you know moonlight or manchester by the sea while there's not a lot of explosions while there's not a lot of twists and turns they are new experiences they are new things that haven't been put to film in that way uh -huh. and i really do love to watch for those levels of is this a masterclass of a film. Could people watch this and learn something either about the human condition, about right. the art of making a film? Right. And I think Manchester by the Sea hits all of those. While you may not love to sit and watch a character study on humanistic grief, uh -huh. Manchester by the Sea captures that almost better than any film that I can remember in recent history. Gotcha. And in that vein, I think it was deserving of accolades. But is it a backdoor sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy? Probably, although I would very much prefer the actual sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy that's coming out that we shared the trailer for on our on our Facebook yes. page, which looks, looks incredible. Amazing. And it it might win, you know, some best special effects. Um, probably not going to win any screenplay awards, probably not going to win any acting awards, but I'm going to love the shit out of that movie. And the fact that I'm hoity-toity and pretentious when I'm watching <laughs> art films or films for a cinephile purpose sure. doesn't mean that I can't enjoy something that is is all fluff. Right. And and I don't want to say Guardians of the Galaxy is all fluff, but I mean you get you get my point. Totally. Um Toady. For I just said Toady yeah, for you. I was going to say totally. But it just came out. Toady and the Wet Sprockets? Yep. Yeah. I love, great. I love them. It's a good they're, band. They're, they're so good. So good. Um, but now, I will see one movie that you haven't seen this year that is directly in your vein uh, is La La Land. Yeah, no, no, no. Unfortunately, that one wasn't necessarily a not wanting to see it. That was just a I haven't found time. Uh, it, this it past is. weekend, I spent the majority of my time watching several other movies. Right. I went and saw Split. I went and saw Get Out. And Which, I went and saw what should have been nominated for Academy Award if it would have come out in time for the award season, Lego Batman. And see, I can get on board with all of those. And honestly, I could get on board with both Get Out and Split being nominated for things because as you've described it to me, McAvoy is incredible. Oh, man, he crushed in, it. In Split. so Crushed it. But I have a feeling the that, that type of movie, yeah. it won't get nominated for anything. Yeah. I doubt. Get Out would ever get nominated for anything. Uh, given the premise of Split, should McAvoy be nominated for both Best Leading and Best Supporting Actor? Uh, he should be. <laughs> he should be uh, nominated for both Best Supporting Actor and Actress. Oh, oh, nice, nice. He's going to beat out Emma Stone. Yes, one hundred percent. Warren Beatty's going to read off McAvoy. To, be, to be fair, speaking of, uh, fuck, man, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I sure as shit watched the just. Holistic fallout 
from the largest Oscar debacle that I think has ever happened. Ever. No, not you think that has ever happened in the 85 years of its existence. This right. has never once happened. And anyone who's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, you should probably just turn off this episode now because it was literally the biggest story of this past week. Right. The fact that the winner for Best Picture was misannounced was announced incorrectly to the point where the producers had already given speeches before it was corrected. Uh, Amazing. It was, I cannot explain to you the shock that I had watching it. Me and my wife were sitting on the couch, and we both had seen La La Land and Moonlight. And we were like, okay, so they're both great movies, and we were okay with either of them winning. And La La Land got announced, and we were like fist pumping. We're like, "Yeah, okay, well, des- yeah. well deserved." Like it was, it was a, it's a beautiful movie. The script is great. The acting is great. The music is great. There were so many levels of greatness to that film. So, um, so many levels. So, so many. So meaty. And so it was like, okay, totally, that easily could have won. Right. That was what was so amazing about it was that. It was such an understandable mistake because sure. La La Land was the favorite going in. Okay, and Moonlight was a contender in a bunch of the, like the Screen Actors Guild. Now Awards I will and say, the while Globes. we're mentioning that, Moonlight is a movie that I have that I want to see. It is that very is one good. that I'm very interested. in. The thing that was interesting this year about the films, and I know there's always been controversy about oh, Oscar is so white, and this year they're going to make a concerted effort for it to not be that. One of the things that I really look for and appreciate. And what I think gets into this, the hoity-toity pretentiousness of one one thing that I like about award shows uh-huh. is normally the the 10 that are nominated. Sure. I try to look for the ones that are telling unique stories. Okay. And by that, I don't mean, you know, oh, well, this exact story structure hasn't been done before. But while I love Star Wars and while I love you know some of some of the animated films right they're stories you've seen before like sure, oh a lowly person comes and changes whatever manchester by the sea la la land and moonlight were honestly three stories that i can't remember ever being or ever seen being put on film just the fact that moonlight is about sort of the sexual awakening and and identification of a kind of a gangbanger, you know, a very masculine, aggressive culture and sort of him finding his way through that and realizing who he is. And I don't know. It's hard to describe because you well, tell don't, the, don't describe you know, it too much. You I tell the story to people it. and it's like, oh, well, that's that's nothing. But it really is because I can't point to another movie that's like, oh, it's like this. Right. And that's one of the things that I do look for when I'm watching a film, you know, as you said, as a cinephile. Right. Is I look for something as, oh, well, oh, this a lot like this, but it's set in this or it's a lot like this one, but it's, you know, the acting's better. I can't point to another movie for those as like, oh, well, Manchester by the Sea is a lot like this sure. because it, it, it there's nothing, okay. and I love that. Like, it feels like this new, unique experience, and Moonlight was the same way. It was kind of like, oh, well, I've seen indie movies, and I've seen, you know, uh, coming-of-age awakening movies. Um, what, there's a Blue is the Warmest Color is a similar film. It's a foreign film about a female kind of finding that sexual awakening, but they're in a middle class, like white, 
neighborhood and it's right. French, so it's like okay. Um, but Moonlight is completely different. It's, it feels like its own thing completely, right. which was one thing that made it stand out to me. But the Oscar debacle, I can't. We we I literally sat on the couch with my hands on my head, going, "What the hell?" is happening. Right. The closest I think I've ever heard of in Oscar history of this coming to pass was when Marissa Tomei won Best Actress for My Cousin Vinny. And there was a huge commotion to say, though, she didn't really win, but the announcer just said her name because he was mad that there were too many British actors on the ballot. That's the closest we've ever come to something like this happening. Sure. And that's just a conspiracy theory. Right, right, right. This was unprecedented. When you saw the La La Land crew and cast up there with the big smiles, and you see people with headsets running across the back of the stage, right? You never see that, right? And then the one guy was give the third producer was giving his speech and said, "Oh yeah, we lost by the way." And I was like, "That's a weird joke." And then the first producer came and was like, "No, no, Moonlight won Best Picture." It's like, what the hell is going and then it's on? Like, no, seriously. Yeah. Moonlight, come up here. You this guys, is yeah, this is not picture. a joke. Right. Come up here. It it just took the whole breath out of the room. It was amazing to it was amazing to watch. What a catastrophe. You know so many people got fired. <laughs> oh so many. The actually Price PricewaterhouseCooper lost the S. Because now there's oh, only one Cooper. They let it go. There's only one Cooper. Gotcha. Because the other ones, all the other ones, got fired. Gotcha. It was that's why un- they're a, that's why they're a shitty steakhouse. It was now. unbelievable. Amazing. And to see that it, apparently now it's been traced back to a tweet, like one of the accountants was tweeting backstage and then just reached down and handed Warren Beatty the wrong envelope without I looking. It. I love it. So again. Twitter responsible for the down, downfall of society. Of humanity. Of just everything. That's nice. So, yeah, so uh, the Oscars. So we've talked about this year's Oscars. Yeah, so let's yeah. Let's talk about Oscars in general. I kind of gave you my my thought on it a little bit. So a little, uh, a little back. Let's go back to the beginning here. Uh, first Academy Awards, 1929 is when it started. First show was at the Hotel Roosevelt in Hollywood. Um and whole bunch of white people in that room whole <laughs> bunch of white people um do you know how many uh this is kind of interesting you know how many uh oscars have been awarded since its inception oh my goodness so the just first, take a stab the first year didn't have many categories that i remember because i was because you were there because i was there um i was the seat filler at the first oscars not nearly as important as i am now um so 85 years was roughly like fifteen or sixteen cat. Got to be like nine hundred. A uh, total of three thousand. Good lord! <laughs> and forty-eight Oscars have been awarded from the inception of the award through the eighty-eighth. I was so close. You were right <laughs> there. Like, you were like, like just two thousand one hundred away from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> from getting it right. Uh, but yeah, so there are currently there's actually twenty four categories. And what's what's crazy is that of those, what'd you say, three thousand? Yes. Uh, it uh, Meryl Streep has only been nominated for like two thousand nine hundred of those. I know, which is weird, right? I know she probably deserves way more. Super weird. So what's always fascinated me too about the Academy Awards is so to lead back to my saying that it's all kind of just like 
pomp and show is what they're doing. There's 24 categories, but only a very small portion of that is actually broadcast and televised. Right. Because uh, the rest of them are boring. Who cares about it? <laughs> exactly. They, I think now, don't they have a separate award ceremony that's not even part of the televised ceremony? I believe ceremony? so, yeah. Did they award all the technical ones that people don't it's care like, about? It's like they have like the big table at Thanksgiving, and then they have... like. <laughs> The kids' table with all the mismatched and mismatched like, like plastic chairs. They're like, one day you'll get to be up here yeah. with the big kids at the big show. Yeah. But for right now, you're still in the AAA minors. And then there's like one like cousin who's way too old to still be there, but no one really likes his family, right. so he's still sitting there. So there's like one or two awards that are actually important and people should care about, right. but no one does yet because their dad got into a fight with the more popular dad. The year before exactly. Thanksgiving. Exactly. And now that there's just too much family yeah. tension, so they just can't be there. They were really pulling for the Detroit Lions that year in the <laughs> football game, and they just got into a big hullabaloo. I'm going to be honest. You brought up uh, sport ball, and I'm not a big <laughs> – I don't know sport ball very I, well. I brought up the one thing I know about sport ball because – The it, name of the Detroit Lions. The name of the Detroit Lions because they always play – on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, amazing. And I know that because it's surrounded by food, and I'm a big fan of that. Amazing. <laughs> you and I both. Yeah. Uh, so, so funny. Uh, Academy Awards is broadcast in over 100 countries. Wow. Isn't that weird to think about? Like, 100 countries are watching the American Academy Awards. Which is weird to think about mainly because we have one or two categories tops that even acknowledges that other countries make films. Right. Yeah. So it's weird that like they're so for them, do they like, you know how sometimes when a movie goes to uh, another country, they'll change the title of the movie. Right. Right. So do they change like best foreign film to be all of our categories? It's like, I think best so. foreign language lead actor in a movie. My, my favorite <laughs> Everything is best foreign language. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is it all just reversed? <laughs> And then best foreign language yeah. is just best film. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like that. Um, I think my favorite translation to another co country is the one that I read, and I may have talked about it on another episode, but Bad Santa is oh, yes. was translated as Santa is a pervert. Yes. Because it didn't make sense for that that um, analogy to be, or that... I love it. Yeah. Oh, man, that that's one of my favorite ones. I I am very curious about that because... Obviously, Hollywood, even around the world, is sort of a staple of the film industry. But sure. it's literally the third in the ranking of how big the woods are. Right. Bollywood is bigger, and there's a South African film, the film uh, company, that's also bigger. And I forget the name of the second one, but Hollywood is number three on Weird. the list for size. But we never get uh, the Bollywood Awards no broadcast here in no. America. The Boscars? It's not, yeah, it's not like exactly. <laughs> They're not like uh, we're interrupting your daily broadcast to bring you the Boscars. The thing about the Boscars is that at least twelve categories are best nonsensical dance routine. That's true, and they just have so many categories for that that it's almost unwatchable. Right. The it's musical nonsensical. So the musical say. performances take up eighty percent of right. that show. Because after every single nomination, they have to dance about yeah, it. Yeah, they do a dance. They dance yeah. about it. They, they dance, dance about it. Out. They dance it out. Uh, so, yeah, I actually got into a conversation the other day because someone was asking me regarding um, the movies uh, that qualify to be nominated for the Academy Awards. Um, 
what the what constitutes being eligible and it actually is that it releases within the calendar year preceding it is calendar year it is calendar year i thought that was true but i wasn't sure december of 2016 you can qualify for the oscars right for 27 there should be like a blackout month that like january every year nothing is eligible from january (laughs) why i don't know I don't know. Just I to have, make it more just difficult. Just to make it more difficult. And just to see like all the movies that wouldn't then be released in January. It would just be a whole bunch of Michael Bay movies. Well that's why they always have so uh you know, it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a common thing um for movies to um do what's called the Oscar push, which right. is, you know, if they, they rush to put it out at the end of the year right. to kind of clamor for that well, Oscar because recency, however much we don't want to acknowledge the fact that we are very, very driven by our emotions and our memory, right. recency plays a huge factor in it, which is why you very rarely see movies that get released in January, February, or March nominated for Oscars, right. or they will be re-released into theaters in November. Unless you're looking for at that like Zootopia. Zootopia got released early yeah. last year, and to be honest, when it was announced on the ballot, I almost did a double take because like, oh, I was just like... Year? I was like, wow, that feels like it was like two years ago yeah. that that movie came it's out. It's a great movie, though. It is. It did win. It did win. It did. Oh, hey, uh, sorry to interrupt. I Late-breaking Oscar news. I just got a notification about this uh, that it's probably something we should talk about because it literally just happened. The Oscars have fired PricewaterhouseCoopers from being their accountants. Is that legitimate? Yeah. What? Yes, it literally just came across the wire, and I got notified on it on my phone and on my computer while we were talking. So because of the debacle, they have cut ties with their long-standing accountants for the show. Wow. Yes, just cut what right out. a massive blow. Yeah. I mean, Cooper has been almost synonymous with the Oscars for decades. And they have just announced that they're cutting ties with them and will be using other people in the future. Wow. Yeah. So, so remember when I said that people got fired? The whole, the whole company, the whole got company, fired. company got fired. Holy crap. That Sorry to interrupt you. No, I know no, you were making no, no, a good no, point. We were, but we were just chatting. That is definite late-breaking Oscar news that I thought should be valid to our conversation that we were just having. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Right? Huh. Well, you know what though? Not surprising. I mean, a considering like the that, level of that mistake and the public awareness of it. Oh man, it was viral. I it's, mean, come Monday morning, it was everywhere, and I didn't watch the yeah. Oscars, but my social media feed was inundated with clips and everything. To to me, this is uh, not synonymous, but similar to. Uh, and as you know, I work in marketing on a day to day basis. But there was a story that came out that uh, GM had an agency. For years, this was a digital marketing agency, an advertising agency for the GM brand uh-huh. that they had used for decades. And there was one day where one of the guys who was managing the GM social feeds uh-huh. was driving to work and had texted out, I hate Detroit traffic. I hope everyone fucking dies from his personal Twitter and had accidentally tweeted out from GM's official Twitter handle. Uh, Not only did that guy get fired, but GM fired the entire agency after decades of usage. And this, to me, 
is a similar vein, but totally. way more public. Totally. It's just someone made a terrible error on Twitter, like based off of Twitter. Right. Using Twitter. And now the whole essence of their relationship has changed. Amazing. That person is so, Mind blown. Is so blacklisted oh my from God. ever working in that business. The again. thing is, up until Sunday night at 11.30 Central Time, the fact that he had PricewaterhouseCoopers on his resume was probably the highlight of his career. Totally. <laughs> and now it will never allow him to get another job anywhere in, ever. Ever again. He's working at Kinko's as of right now. <laughs> right. And not even at a good Kinko's. And not even as a, as just a, a counter person. He is no, no. cleaning the bathroom. He's in the, the guy. He's the guy that's cleaning the load trays in the printers. Like that is huge, huge news. And actually, speaking of uh, some more Oscar news, this isn't really news because everyone's going to say this, but apparently J.J. Abrams has come out and said that Mark Hamill deserves to be nominated for an Oscar for his work in The Last Jedi. Really? Yes. J.J. Abrams have seen, has seen cuts of the film, uh-huh. and he said that the work that Mark Hamill has done is worthy of an Oscar. So That's pretty heavy. And we're t- we talked about recency. That's coming out in December. So no, wait. We'll... Next December. Yeah. No, or, no this, it's this, this, this December. Because Han Solo's coming out next December. Right. So recency... Calendar year. It'll be here. Right, we're gonna, right it's during. Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to see it. That's amazing. And so we'll be able to validate it later this year when we do an episode on it. Totally. But that's also pretty big. And again, personal opinion, JJ could be trying to trump up early hype for it. But still, that's a big statement coming from a guy like him. Right. So uh, also weird side facts. So this is kind of getting back to Oscar just rigmarole. Um, so Academy members receive ballots to select their nominees for the next ceremony in December, like in late December. Um, and for most of the categories, Academy members vote only for their peers. So directors vote for nominees for best director, actors vote for nominees for best actor, etc. I mean, I can understand that. I just find that pretty interesting. It's definitely interesting, but let's look at it from a logical standpoint. Who would know the craft of that the best? Sure. You know, would it be a gaffer? Sure. No, it would be another director. Right. So having other directors, like if I were a director, uh, let's just hypothesize. Right. If I were a director and Martin Scorsese. No, I can't picture it. (laughs) And Martin Scorsese said to me, he's like, man, you really did a good job directing that movie. That would mean more to me than if my, my mom said it. Or, or, But what if Michael <laughs> Bay said it? See, that's where you get into a little bit of the hypotheticals. And hypothetically, he sucks. Right. Hypothetically so, speaking. So that would mean nothing. Right. All right. Fair enough. But like if I were an actor um, and Daniel Day-Lewis was like, man, you, were, you did really sure. good in that movie. That would mean right. so much. So having it come from your peers. Sure. Is is big. I mean, it's a good thing. So I, I honestly think that that's probably a good way to do it. Interesting. I, w- I wouldn't disagree with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally... Like, people who do that craft, who understand that art form, n- voting on the people who did it best in that year. So there are exceptions to that, though. Uh-oh. Uh, foreign like Mel Gibson? F- foreign film. Oh, okay. Uh, documentary and animated feature categories. Or just voted on by everybody? Yep. They are not well. They're actually nominated by special committees made up of members across the academy. Okay. Well, one thing we talked about foreign films earlier. One thing that I've always thought was interesting about the best foreign film category is 
technically the director does not win the award. The award is officially granted to the country of origin. Really? So if it's a, a Danish director, Denmark is the recipient of, of that award, Oscar, not, not that director. dude, okay. not Bjorgen Hushnurgenus. Unless you're watching it from that country. Right, then everything case, else is everything, yeah. right, right. Then it's just, you know, right. then it's just what it is. So you want some fun Oscar trivia? Let's do it. Let's see if I can get it. All right, let's see here. Because I know everything about the Oscars. Do you? Okay. Uh, who has won more Academy Awards than any other person? I do not know. Wait, 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 let me actually, let me guess. Okay. I'm going to say it's a it's a, a composer, John Williams. You would be wrong. Oh, damn it. You, the way you, your face <laughs> lit up made me think that I got I that I learned right. that from Price <laughs> Waterhouse Coopers. Nice. Is that the, is that the card they yeah, gave you for the answer? They did. Uh, it's actually Walt Disney. Oh, nice. Walt Disney won more Academy Awards than any other person with 26 Oscars. 22 for his films and four honorary awards. That's pretty heavy. That's, 26 that's Academy Awards and to Walt Disney. And that's impressive because especially nowadays it feels like those you know animated films are sort of second tier when it comes to quality. Right. So f- to have him have that accolade pretty impressive. Ask me another. Uh what Actor or actress has been nominated for the most Academy Awards. I want to say Meryl Streep, but I don't think that's right. But I'm going with it. You are correct. Yes, it is Meryl Streep. She's uh, like 29 or something. 17 like that? nominations. Oh, shit. That was way and off. She's won three. Yeah, and which is now that's at the time that's at the time of this writing, which uh, may be a little old. So. Well, I mean, she didn't win this year. And I don't think she won last year either. Yes, I think the three. I could. I can name the three that she won for, though. If you want that, she won for Iron Lady. Okay. Where she was Madeline Al, not Madeline Albright, (laughs) but she was uh, the Iron Lady. Um, she won for Kramer versus Kramer, and I'm nearly positive she won for Sophie's Choice. I think those were the three. I believe you are correct. I don't know. I don't have that information. Uh, Just let's just say I'm right. Let's let's call uh, Price Waterhouse Cooper. They'll they'll know. They have the accurate information. Wait, what'd she win for? Emma Stone? Great. Yeah, perfect. La La Land? Uh, All right, so let's do another one here. Uh, Only three films have ever won all five of the most coveted awards. Best Picture, Director, Actor, Actress, and Screenplay. Okay. Can you name at least one of those movies? I'm nearly... If you can get all three. I'm nearly positive that Titanic did. Nope. Nope. Um, Schindler's now List. It's got to win all five of those categories. Oh, not just be nominated not, for them. Right. It's got to okay. win all five. Um, Schindler's List. Nope. Damn. Uh, uh, I almost said Cape Fear, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, not Casablanca. Uh, why am I blanking on the name of this movie? Uh, the Rosebud movie. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Nope. Wow. Okay. What are they? Uh, first one is it happened one night. Okay. In 1934. Okay. Yeah. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh wow. From 1975. I love that movie. And the Silence of the Lambs from nice. 1991 won all five categories. I have seen all three of those movies, and I did not know that those were the three. Yeah. The ones that I guessed, I uh, I I would have stood strongly behind, but I would have been wrong. Isn't that interesting? 
It is, but man, Silence oh, of the Lambs five. is so good, though. That is pretty crazy. Now, it is almost, it's happened a lot recently, but it's almost unheard of, at least until these last two years, that Best Picture and Best Director haven't gone to the same film. And it's happened two years in a row. Because this year, Damien Chazelle won for La La Land for directing and Moonlight won. And then last year, um, uh, the guy who did Birdman won Best Director, <laughs> but Spotlight won Best Film. Uh, yeah. So it was two years in a row that broke the streak. Almost every year before that, if you won Best Director, it was almost a lock that you won Best Picture. Interesting. Yeah. You can go back through the, the annals of... You can go back through the annals of Oscar history and see that that's that's pretty consistent. Nice, I like it. Uh, so I'll give you just just a couple more little factoids here. Uh, Christopher Plummer is the oldest person to win an acting award. He was 82 when he won for Beginners in 20. Beginners is pretty good. Have you seen that? I have not. It is very interesting. It's um, Christopher Plummer basically plays an old retired single father who comes to the realization that he's gay. And it's about his family dealing with it and him starting that life over. So it's, like it's that. also very good. Uh, on that note, this year set a couple records because Damien Chazelle is the youngest person in history to ever win for Best Director. Fascinating. 32 years old. Really? Crazy. Uh, but he didn't win this year. He won Best Director. Oh, he won Best he, Director. Yeah, he's yes. the youngest person Got to ever it. win Best Director. Got it. That's yeah. pretty fascinating, yeah. man. Good for him. Yeah. What so have I done with my life that's, at this point? We're making this awesome podcast. That's true. Um, but that's related to, to that factoid. Uh, what's what's another factoid? Uh, we got uh, Woody Allen has been nominated for 21 Academy Awards, but he's only attended the ceremony once in a year that he was not nominated. He seems like the type of guy to do that. What he, a, what he got weird... nominated for um, Natural Born Killers, didn't he? Woody Allen? Oh, <laughs> I think Woody Harrelson. Uh, I was thinking Woody Harrelson. Ah, oh, I was, that was, yeah. I was really no. baffled when you said Woody yeah. Harrelson yeah. won, the, not got nominated for twenty one Oscars. No. Woody Allen, twenty one Academy Awards, only attended it once in a year that he wasn't nominated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most except for this year, because he had a movie come out this year. Most of his get not almost nods. every one of his get a, gets a nod. I mean. um what was that Moonlight Over Paris or Moonlight uh, in Paris? Yeah. Which was very good. Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Was very good, and it got a lot of nods. Hmm. But it's also, a good, it's also a good movie. Uh, James Dean is the only person to be nominated for two posthumous Academy Awards. Nice. For East of Eden and Giant in yeah. uh, 1956 1957. Giant is very good. Giant is very good. He won for Rebel Without a Cause, I think. Really? I think so. Actress Beatrice Strait holds the record for winning an acting award for the shortest role. Yeah, um, dear, close, personal friend of the show. Yep, Beatrice. Good old BB. Just go, yeah, <laughs> we call her BB. Uh, in 1975's Network, she was on screen for five minutes and 40 seconds. Really? I really would have thought that Alec Baldwin would hold that record for Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Because he won for Best Supporting Actor, and he's only in that one scene where he gives that famous monologue. But I think that monologue is longer than that. It is. So I really thought, because this year, um, you know, Mahershala Ali, or Mahershala, I'm, not, I'm, I'm honestly not sure how to pronounce it. I think I it's always, Mahershala. I always thought it was Mahershala, but Jimmy Kimmel said Mahershala 
through the entire ceremony. And there's actually a big controversy about that. Really? Have you seen this? Uh-uh. There's a big, there's a bunch of outrage in regards to this. That he won or that he was, his name was mispronounced? That, that Jimmy, they're saying Jimmy Kimmel did it on purpose, making a joke out of his name. Really? And uh, the black community is pretty upset about it. They're saying that it's, uh, it's very, like, passive-aggressive white Dig. If that's true, I would actually totally agree with that. I have always said Mahershala. Right. You know, I've I was a fan of his in Luke Cage this oh, year man, on he Netflix. Was awesome. He's mouth. killer in that show. And uh, I did not realize this, and when I looked him up, he was in The Hunger Games. Yeah. And I really liked him in The Hunger Games when I realized what character he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's very good in Treme as well. Yep. They The HBO show. Um, so he. Uh, my wife and I had a discussion about this because he is only in Moonlight for the first like 20 minutes. Right. But he is extremely vital to the rest of the movie. Okay. But I mean, he's great in it. Let me just put it that way. He okay. deserves the win that he got. Gotcha. Um, but he was in it for a very short amount of time so we had that conversation. It's like, should he even be nominated? He's barely in that movie. And Alec Baldwin was my example. It's like, well, he won and he's in Glengarry Glen Ross for like eight minutes. <laughs> and he's just... If his role, and that's what people don't really understand about the supporting actor and supporting actress nods, right? is that they don't have to be vital parts of that. Or they don't have to have substantial amounts of time in the movie as long as their role was, one, extremely vital to the story premise and the rest of the film, and two, they did a good job in that role. Um, I was a big advocate for Michelle Williams winning this year for Manchester by the Sea. And she is in Manchester by the Sea for maybe a total of eight or nine minutes. But her scene, she has one particular main scene, and then she's in a couple flashbacks, and she has some bit parts here and there. But she has one emotional scene near the end that even when they showed the clip from that scene at the Oscars, I nearly choked up because she is so good in it. And I was very much in favor of her winning. I also agree that Viola Davis deserves the accolades that she gets. Although, I will bring this up, and I want to ask you about this. Viola Davis made a conscious decision to be nominated. Her and Warner Brothers made a conscious decision for her to be nominated in and considered for the Best Supporting Actress position when uh -huh. technically she is the female lead in that movie. They just figured she would have a better chance of winning in a supporting actress category huh. because of, you know, Natalie Portman and Jackie and Emma Stone and La La Land who were big front runners for that. So they consciously submitted her for supporting because they felt like she'd have a better chance of winning. And I'm curious to what your take on that is on should there be stipulations around it where if you're in this much of the film and there's no one above you in a female position that commands a lead a more lead role sh could should you even be allowed to do that uh yeah no <laughs> i definitely say no like that's pretty easy and that actually brings me exactly to my example of like i feel like the categories don't really matter. Like what is going to win is going to win. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it, it kind of blows my mind that that even happened, but yeah. it doesn't, I mean, I say it blows my mind. It doesn't surprise me that that happened right. because I feel like studios 
what they're it's looking for studio. they're looking for that Oscar bump you know right. what I mean in their sales that, that's all it is to the to the studios they want that money yes. they want to be able to have a bankable movie that they can say look we yeah. make Oscar winning pictures and I don't want to take it and, and I agree with you but I don't want to take anything away from the actors no, 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 honest no, 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 no. sense of gratification no, no, and no. gratitude for those for those wins no because Viola Davis's speech was beautiful, and I feel that she is a fantastic actress sure. and deserves everything that she gets. But I sort of had a problem with that yeah. because while she was in a female role supporting Denzel Washington's character in Fences, she was the she was lead the lead female. female, and I feel like people, I mean, like. Michelle Williams is the one that jumps out to me, but you know Naomi Harris in Moonlight, who right. was definitely a supporting role in that movie, or you know Nicole Kidman in Lion, which I haven't seen that one either. But like Oct- Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, sure. I think she would have been a fantastic choice to win because she was it was an ensemble piece, right? So her role was in support of everybody else, sure. And there were other like female right people that were she was supporting. So, so yes, I feel like it's kind of rigging the categories a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Unfortunately, like yeah. I hate to say it that way because I it feels like I'm taking something away from Viola Davis, and I sure. don't want to do that. But personally. Michelle Williams was so good in her little time. When I think back on that two-hour movie, she's one of the first things I think about. And that, to me, is high standard of qualification for Best Supporting Actress. I'm with you. So I think we've talked this subject pretty well. I'm, yeah, I hear they're playing the wrap up music. They they are. Uh, we so we need to thank everybody. Uh, thank you. Yes, uh, I, I appreciate. And, and, I, and I thank I thank you. I would like to thank um, you know my family, and uh, I, I definitely want to thank thank my agents. Um, sure. You know Dana, Jimmy, Laurence, uh, Finicky, um, Pip, the oh. whole crew. Hey, uh, everyone at Touchstone. Hey Jay. Um, you, uh, I'm, I really hate to do this to you, but you actually, turns out you didn't win uh, the night tonight. Uh, is actually me. It was me the whole time. Well, come on up. You know, they I will. Actually, All right. Actually, Q, hey. Q was the, hey. Q is the w- real winner. I really appreciate you just, uh, you really being supportive of my career and uh, the fact that I'm just going places, doing things. It's um, all for Jesus. Even, even though... Um, you were like right there with me and I just did it a little bit better. I, I really appreciate, um, without you, people wouldn't know how good I was. I, I couldn't agree with that more. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is a good time. Oscar, you're for it. I, I, I like it because it brings attention to me for films that I want to watch and that I get a lot out of. I think it's very masturbatory. Sure. And I don't think it should be disbanded. I also don't think it should be given the credit that it's given. Um, I think that it's a good avenue for people to experience movies that they otherwise might miss. Nice. I'm with it. And uh, my opinion of the Oscars, uh, watch whatever the fucking movie you want. Uh, <laughs> movies are good. They come out all year long. It doesn't matter. Uh, movies equal good. Yeah, don't be lemmings. Don't be sheeple. Figure out what movies you like and watch the fuck out of them. And with that uplifting message, you know, if you've listened to this episode and enjoy it, um, I would encourage you guys to go on iTunes and give us a good, like, a good rating, a good review. That definitely helps the show. Five stars, Um, baby. 
and then tweet out to us. Ratings don't matter, yeah. but they matter. Tweet out to us which movies that you liked this past year that yeah. got missed or that got overlooked. Let or, us know. Um, you know, your thoughts on the whole Oscar debacle uh, posted on our Facebook. You can email it to us directly at my5 at high5thepodcast.com. If you tweet at us, use our Twitter handle at high5the number five, the podcast. And then Facebook and Instagram, you can search us at just high5thepodcast. Also, check out our Letterboxd account. Uh, we're still playing catch up on that, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good stuff there. You can just search us under people at high5 on the podcast and we'll come up. Uh, we love to interact with, with people who listen to the show totally. and who also love movies as much as we do. So, you know, please interact. Let's have some fun together. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to us battle about the Oscars. And if you if you live in Nashville or surrounding areas, or even if you don't want to catch a flight into Nashville, the last Wednesday of every month we do Bill Murray Bingo at the Crying Wolf. Hell yeah, we do. It's an amazing time. We host it. We play games. We drink booze. And it's growing in popularity every single month. So make sure that you get there. Come say hey to us. We did um, Bill Murray to come. Yeah, and let's uh, let's play some games together. Let's have let's have some fun. And, Not too much uh, fun. Just a little bit of fun. like a normal, just a modicum amount of fun. So I, yeah, I think that would be great. And uh, let's keep this thing we going. Should, um, I mean, now that they let go, price credits. We should probably. Yeah. I was wondering why there were so many boxes here. <laughs> it looked like they were moving out, but I also saw a bunch of like shredded boxes that were just like they're just like shredded all. It kind of looks like an FBI. Thing. The weirdest thing was that on the wall it just said Enron with a big slash through it, and it had Price Waterhouse Chris Cooper's written. <laughs> Price Waterhouse Chris Cooper including Creedence Clearwater Revival. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, you wanna, uh, do you feel like this is going? Probably. Like we should have wrapped it up already. Probably. Should we talk about our I think we should. I think we definitely should. I think the best way to get it.